In the Pentecostal and charismatic circles, we hear much about the anointing. It's something to be experienced, sought after and revered. We don't go very far into John's Gospel before we see what this is. The Son can do nothing of himself. The works I do are not mine, paraphrase. As we experience God, it will happen just as Jesus describes, all of you and none of me. The Son can do nothing of himself. Jesus, completely and utterly yielded to the Father's will in everything, admits that in his humanity he can do nothing of himself. And it isn't any different for us. There's no fame, no glory, no reputation for us. All the glory goes to him. The anointing is the indwelling presence. And he cannot do through you what he hasn't been able to do in you. It's a principle. We can do nothing unless he himself does it through us. Vessels completely yielded to him, allowing his life to flow through us without let or hindrance. Doesn't compute to the natural mind. Helpless, useless, yielded, we wait. If he doesn't come and do it, it won't get done. It's not a pleasant experience. People are looking at you and to you, and nothing happens. Zilch, nada, nothing. Now would be a good time, Lord, dribbles off the end of your chin. The loss of our natural strength, the self-life, is a necessity because the anointing carries with it the absolute lordship of Jesus Christ. In the words of John the Baptist, he must increase, I must decrease. Not just words, beloved, if you seek to experience God as he really, really is, it will be all him. Day by day, he is tender mercy, healing, helping, full and free, sweet and strong and are so patient, brought me lower while I whispered, less of self and more of thee. That's a hymn written by a man called Thomas Monod. The way up is down. He has this series of elegant tests that take us lower each time. He must increase. Self-serving must go. You fear elevation, knowing what's in you. The predisposition to taking something of the praise for yourself. For I know that in me dwells no good thing. We say we love him, but we'd like to have some input, some of our own way as well. No condemnation, it's reality. I delight to do your will, O my God, Jesus said. Little way to go yet. He's finding us out, but he knew already. It was us who didn't know ourselves. He brings us into loving subjection to himself. This isn't about you being squashed, but about him being preeminent. We take our worth from him. We come into everything he won on the cross by submission to the divine will. His lordship over us, letting him have the preeminence. The lordship of Jesus is not something that strips us, takes everything from us or keeps us down so we dare not move. It frees us from the tyranny of the self-life. The lordship of the spirit is to bring us into the fullness of his headship, Of his fullness we have all received. 
trouble is, bottom line, it's not someone else's fullness we want, but ours. We want it ourselves. Come on, fess up, you want a feature. But the Holy Spirit cuts that ground from under our feet, saying, In him, my darling, in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Outside of that, you know, zilch, znada, nothing. We can't actually move on until we see this. The altogether other than us way he is. His thoughts aren't ours. He's utterly different from us. You are from beneath. I am from above. That's the difference. This is where we collide with the divine purpose. And this is where we learn to yield, submit to the higher authority. The cross, you know, is where his will and my will cross. Thy will be done. That will be it.